Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage? It's the strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It's what you're going to need to be successful in the new music business. It means that when you're sitting at that table with a label, with a manager, with a publishing company, with a booking agent, they are going to need you more than you need them. And that's what, I mean, the labels are an acquisition-based business company now. They're they're an acquisition-based business now. They're not going to sign you on your potential because they think you might be somebody great. They need to know what you've done. And that's why we called this podcast The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. Very clever. Uh, The uh, wordsmith who came up with that is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then not only that, he connects you with the pros on the regular. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. That's right. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artists. Yes, indie artists on TV. How they do this? Daredevil did this by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their artists. That's how they do that because investors know that numbers don't lack as numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. There is no S because there is no other Johnny D. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. All right. Good to hang out with you. Good to hang out with you too. What are we going to learn today? Well, today we're going to talk about, you know, you probably heard the relation, the music biz is a relationship business, right? We've yes. probably all heard that it's a relationship business. Well, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you it's more than just that. The music biz is a recommendation business. And so we're going to dive into that, share a couple stories, and hopefully change your thinking around a little bit more of that. Uh, think a little more deeply on it, help you get where you want to go. That's what we're talking awesome. about. Awesome, yes. awesome, awesome. Well, uh, before we get to that, let's uh, take care of a little bit is here first. The Climb Podcast is always proud to partner with disc makers who have been supporting indie musicians like you before indie music was even a thing. So uh, when you're ready to make CDs, DVDs, vinyl, distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, discmakers.com is the only place you need to go. That's D-I-S-C-makers.com. That's right. And while you're there, click the guides and resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for newbies and studio veterans. You can find them online at www.discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. Yes, sir. And if you, hey, if you haven't joined the climb community yet, please do so. There's some good stuff going on there. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of commentary happening, you know, songwriters hooking up for co-writes, mm-hmm. uh, different people with marketing questions that they're, hey, what about this specific situation? And then the community will chime in and, and, and um, it, you know, Brent and I will chime in. Mm-hmm. So you get some good information there. And, and we try to hang. keep it spam free. So it's, right. you know, a lot of Facebook groups are people just posting songs that nobody, check it out, check it out, check it out. No one does. No one cares. That's right. But here at the Climb community, we don't spam, we jam. 
That's right. It's all killer and no filler. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so join there. Make sure you've got a picture on your, please, on your, uh, on your uh, profile image for Facebook. Otherwise, you just look like spam, speaking of spam. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe to the podcast so that every single episode comes right into your player there and you can you'll consume them in order or however you want, whenever you want. It's all there mm-hmm. and make, make sense. And uh, take a five, uh, take 30 seconds and leave a five-star rating and review. Or on take five iTunes. seconds and leave a 30-star review if that's fine. They'll let you. If they'll let you. That's cool. More stars, better. I mean, if five is good, 36 times better. And, 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 uh, <laughs> that's mad. <laughs> and then, uh, hey, guys, if, if, if you really like the content, if it's been helping you a lot, then, then do us a favor and share it. Uh, that's the best compliment you could give to us. So if, if you're doing it word of mouth, telling other people about it, helping them find another podcast player, that's awesome. Or simply share the, the social media post that we put up with the links in it and, and let other people know what you think about it. That means the world to us, right? It sure does. All right, so let's get into this. All right, so the music biz is a recommendation business. So, you know, as we talked about before, you've often probably heard it called a relationship business, and it is, and that may just start off by ticking some people off, right? They just want it to be a music business, but I hate to tell you, it is, it is a relationship business, but it's how you get those relationships that's often a matter of recommendations. So we're kind of taking a step back, like, oh, it's a relationship business? Well, how do I get relationships? Recommendations, all right? Yeah. So, that's right. that thing up just a little so it bit. starts with the, the relationships that you're going to need to be in a relationships business starts with recommendations often starts with recommendations yeah so, yeah so i'm going to tell you uh, about a few referrals that i've gotten and how they've really affected my songwriting career okay and why well it's not about me and my story because i'm not bragging here i'm sharing because i want to prove to you that recommendations matter okay yeah. so i want to i want to put some meat on the bone give you some real world examples from my life and then to go, okay, if you're, not, if you're not quite buying it yet, well, here's some examples from my life. And I'm mm-hmm. living proof. So that's why I want to share some of these. And, and John, if you have some, and I know you do, you know, <laughs> feel free to hop on in here. So let's talk about a buddy of mine, Chad Green. So years ago, Chad was my ASCAP representative. ASCAP is one of the uh, three PROs in the U- U.S. It's a performing rights organization, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC. Basically, they collect performance royalties for songwriters. Chad was my ASCAP representative at the time so i picked up the phone um and at the time we had meetings he picked up the phone and called major bob for me at this point monday morning church had been cut um but it hadn't been released yet no one much knew about it but word was starting to get out i had nothing else going on i was an unknown writer with one cut to my name that hadn't been released yet couldn't get in to see a lot of publishers i had i had gone by major bob or i'd cold called him months before and so their publisher in town successful i mean it's owned by Garth Brooks manager, Bob Doyle. He's the Bob and major Bob. And so I was always a fan of their stuff. I called him up. Hey, I'm a songwriter and I'd like to send some songs. So I can yeah, drop them off the mm-hmm. face of the earth, apparently. Cause I never heard anything. <laughs> the face of the earth. Yeah. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> drop them off in the old place. Um, <laughs> never heard anything. But then I had a meeting with Chad, my ASCAP rep. And well, he knew the guys over at ASCAP. So he picked up the phone. He called Mike. Over at Major Bob and me. Yeah, oh, sorry, over at Major Bob. And so he picked up the phone and called Mike Doyle, who used to be over at ASCAP. Uh, was actually one of the first people I met with at ASCAP. But Mike is Bob's son. Mike is over at Major Bob, you know, on the creative department, working with songwriters at that point. So he knows Mike. He called up Mike. Said, hey, Mike, I know you're looking for new writers. I got a, a new writer over here. Just got an Alan Jackson cut. I think you dig what he's doing. Can he, you know, can I send his stuff over? 
Mike's like, yeah. And so I got a recommendation that time they listened. I got a call back. Yeah. Before when I called myself, it didn't have anything to recommend me. I couldn't say anything about the Alan Jackson cut yet or whatever, and never heard anything back. This time I got a recommendation from Chad who Mike knew and he respected his recommendation enough to listen. Then he liked what he heard enough to call me up and we had a meeting and that meeting ended up leading eventually to my first publishing deal with major Bob. That's so, awesome. Nice recommendation. Thank you, Chad. Yes. I like Chad. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. So, okay. So that's one recommendation. Uh, also back in the day, this is like 2005 or six or something after I just, no, 2002, well, just moved to town. I used to do some gopher slash bookkeeping uh, for a producer in town named Miles. And, and, he and he recommended I write with a young, unknown Canadian singer-songwriter named Aaron Goodvin. He was like 18 at the time and starting to make some trips down to Nashville. And so Aaron and I eventually, you know, we started writing together. Good, good young dude, good young writer. And, you know, chasing the artist thing. And years later, Aaron, you know, helped me land cuts on Canadian artist Drew Gregory and uh, Sony Canada artist uh, Tristan Horncastle. And now, years later, Aaron himself is a hit artist on Warner Music Canada, and he just recently signed a record deal with Reviver Records in Nashville. Reviver oh. just had some hits with uh, Oh Low Cash and David Lee Murphy. Everything's gonna be all right, and, and some of that stuff. And Aaron's on that label now. And Aaron and I have that this relationship. I had him recently as a guest on uh, Know the Row over at Freddie and. And, you know, he and I have gotten in the room recently and done some more writing and he's just a good dude. We have that connection. Why? Because Miles recommended me to him and him to me. His mm -hmm. recommendation, it was a hookup and it's paid, paid off in cuts and, and relationship with an artist. Yeah. So recommendations. Hmm. Genius, right? Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. Through <laughs> a relationship. And through that recommendation, I now have a relationship with Aaron and other people too. All right. So. Uh, separate recommendations by co-writers Lisa Schaefer and Brandon Kinney led to my third publishing deal, a deal with Writers Infinity. So I was you know, out of a deal, uh, a publishing deal, and I was shopping around, and I'm letting my co-writers know, hey, I'm looking for a deal, looking for a deal, you know, whatever, you know, shopping around. And uh, actually, on the other side of the equation that, you know, I didn't know about, uh, Paul Compton had a guy that was interested maybe in doing some investing, and, and he was looking for a writer. And he knew Lisa Schaefer and she mentioned my name to him and Brandon Kenny mentioned my name to him and they helped connect us and up getting a publishing deal out of that with an investor and, and writing songs and getting cuts and stuff out of that catalog. So that That's was recommendations. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. I'd met Paul before, but <clears throat> I didn't know him. I didn't know he was looking, you know, that wasn't a, a tree that I barked up this go around. Uh, Cause yeah. he wasn't known enough to me at that point. I didn't know what was going on, but people that knew what was going on, recommended that we get together recommendations like two publishing deals now you know because of recommendations right and, recommendations. and, and let's, let's revisit that first one for a second how yes. that came so you, you you initially sent in your stuff same songs to major bob probably a lot of the same songs yeah. yeah yeah a lot of the same songs and it just eh, they probably you didn't, didn't listen to back it. they right. probably didn't listen to it because um, I had nothing to recommend me, right? I'm just one more writer called right. up and didn't have anything going on as far as they knew that I could talk about. So just one more writer. So let, let, I want to break that down a little bit because I want to talk about how like, I purposely, purposefully um, crafted a recommendation mm -hmm. to somebody that I really needed to get to, but I wanted to do it 
the right way. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so one of two things happened with that publishing thing, with that first submission that you made to major Bob, either they just didn't listen to it mm-hmm. or they did listen to it, but it just, it just didn't have, it didn't feel right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that no matter which one of those scenarios is the truth, mm-hmm. um, everything changed with the recommendation, right? Yes. Because then they did listen to it. Or if they already heard it before, they're like, eh, this is the, okay. All right. And now of course that came in with the, somebody else saying that you got the cut, right? Mm-hmm. With, with Alan Jackson. Yeah. And somebody else saying I'm good. I think and somebody like else saying that you're good. Right. So, yeah. so I, you know, when, when we talk about like, this is really interesting because we're talking about it being a recommendation industry and, um, how the, the, I mean, sometimes I think p- people feel stuck. Like, how can I get in? How can I make a relationship if I'm not doing this or if I'm not doing that? And typically, I mean, I used to be c- kind of involved in a studio on music row and like tin pan South was always like a nightmare because we'd have the regular onslaught of visitors on this random, just random people walking out the street. They look like tourists. I got my pink cowboy hat on and I'm, yeah, coming exactly. up in here, busting up, going, "Are you? Hey, is Garth in here?" Yeah, yeah oh. exactly. And and here's my CD. Uh, you you produce songs here, you know? And like, yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, like totally cold. Not. I mean, right in the trash. Right. I mean, yeah. what do you do? It's you know, we do business. Yeah, it's not the way to do it. So, uh, how do you? You know, how did you? So, with Jacob Cade, who we worked with for the better part of, I think, probably two years. Um, prior to that. Uh, Michael Wagner, who's a legendary producer, over a hundred million records sold. He's produced um, Ozzy Osbourne. He's produced um, Alice Cooper, Queen. He produced Skid Row. He mixed the first Motley Crue record. He mixed Master Puppets for Metallica, mm-hmm. which changed the world. You know, he, <laughs> he mixed. Um, he mixed. Look what the cat dragged in from Poison. I mean, like big, big. Big stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know who Michael, Michael was the producer for most of the records that were the soundtrack of my youth, you know, yeah. like if, like if it was awesome, you know, White Lion, I mean, all His that music stuff. Is how I spent my misspent youth. <laughs> That's right. You yeah. know, so I've seen Michael a couple times prior mm-hmm. uh, out at this show or that show or whatever, or this club or that club. Mm-hmm. And I never bothered to go up and introduce myself. I, you know, I didn't really have anything to say to him I, other than I was going to come off looking, sound like a fanboy. Yeah. You didn't have any value to bring, right? No value to add. Exactly. So by, first of all, through that act of discretion, I'm curating a better meeting someday. Right. Yeah. And then I get Jacob Cade and we're working. It's very clear to me. Okay. Here's the opportunity. Like um, they got a budget mm-hmm. and they're serious about making a record and I'm going to go, talk to Michael and be able to come in to his awareness and, and with, with some value, right? Like with mm-hmm. an artist that I think he might like, and Michael doesn't work. Like he didn't got to work with you if he doesn't like it. Like it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the studio business. He's got like a multi-million dollar studio in his backyard. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, I'll do whatever, you know, he does, what he, wants to do. does yeah. what he wants. He works with who he wants. Exactly. And yeah. so I thought, well, 
man, you know who, and I, I was one degree of separation from Michael. Like mm-hmm. I knew a bunch of people that had worked with him and, and that knew him. So I just called Paul Taylor, my friend, Paul Taylor from, from winger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul's written with a bunch of my artists. I've known Paul for a number of years. He's a sweetheart of a guy. And I called him up and I said, Hey, Paul, um, I, I think at that point, I think Jacob had written with Paul mm-hmm. and, um, I think so. And I was like, Hey, would you be willing to, um, I think I've got a project. I think Jacob's project would be great for Michael. I think he, like he would be like, this is all him, you know, cause Jacob's mm-hmm. like a 19 year old, like eighties rock guitar God, you know, yeah. like amazing. And he really is amazing. Like he's easy, like, no, there's no sour notes in that kid's repertoire. Like he pisses <laughs> yeah. me off in that regard, you know, I'm like, damn, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never played like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so I said, uh, you know, I said, Paul, would you be willing to introduce me to Michael? Like, uh, you know, to come through you because I think this would be cool. And, and Paul was like, man, of course, hold on a second. He goes, I think that's right. I think you're right about that. You know, so mm-hmm. he agreed with me. And 10 minutes later, I get a text back from Paul and he's like, hey, here's Michael's number. He said, give him a call whenever he wants. He's, he's... But I set that up instead of me cold calling him. Mm-hmm. I wanted that recommendation. Yeah. Because I wanted somebody else to say that this artist was good and that I was worth the time that he was going to spend exploring this opportunity. Yeah. Right. Like, and, um, and, and, and sure enough, like I, you know, I sent him some stuff and, and on, on Jacob and he's like, yeah, man, I like that. He's got a German accent. You know, he's like, I would love to work with, with Jacob. He's, he's amazing, man. I'm like, I know dude. And like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and we talked about the project and the strengths mm-hmm. and the weaknesses and what we would do. And then, I mean, from that, um, we have a, you know, and at first, so I didn't know Michael, you know, mm-hmm. and so my first meeting with him is an exercise in keep trying to sit still, like, mm-hmm. and not just freak out. Cause like some of the amps he used, I've seen them in circus magazine back in the day. You know what I mean? And <laughs> in this, they're there. He still has them. I'm like, I know what that is right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, and, and I'm just trying to keep cool. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I, but, like I belong. Like last exactly. episode. Yeah, I'm just trying to act like I've been in the end zone before. Yeah, yeah. But this is the big one, you know, I mean, I've been around lots of really big people, but this is, yeah. for me, this is just, this is a lot, you know, yeah. like, my guy so hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Um, but then from that, like, um, there's a huge, like, rock star. Her name is um, Lizzie Hale. Mm-hmm. She's Hailstorm. And her husband, Joe Hottinger, uh, I mean, they wrote with Jacob on a recommendation from Michael. Mm-hmm. Bam. You know, and so, and now that added all kinds of value when the when that single came out that was the second single when that single came out it happened to come out at the same time that hailstorm's new single came out mm-hmm. and so they did a um they they do this thing in radio where they'll do an interview and like the dj that actually does the interview will record it mm-hmm. and uh but then they'll cut up the answers right mm-hmm. so one time lizzie who's extremely busy and jacob who's not as busy as Lizzie, but, mm-hmm. uh, but busy, you know, yeah. like they can, their schedules aren't going to match for every single radio station, but they can package that up and make it look like every DJ in every town is the one interviewing them. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's what they do. And so uh, she agreed to do that, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden that became a single and, and uh, we got pictures of them writing together. That's social proof. I mean, mm-hmm. all that sprung from a, um, from a recommendation, right? From yeah. me getting one recommendation to get to Michael and, um, and Michael of course had to like the artist and Jacob right. is phenomenal and, mm-hmm. and, and worked his butt off to get to, to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Right. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he, it's a door it was, opener, not a deal closer. <clears throat> that's right. And then, yeah. um, Michael makes the recommendation to, to Lizzie and then that works out. And then that's what gets him on the, the planet X tour, which gets him the big, deal the big management deal mm-hmm. you know where where he kind of we incubated him and did we did our job we incubated him enough to where it was like what, now he was really sexy to a, a much bigger company that could take him to the next level and yeah. so that's what they did but that started with a recommend recommendation you yeah. know <laughs> i know and that's how do you get a relationship with my wagon get a recommendation yeah yeah. Right. And, and wait for the right time, yes. you know, like mm-hmm. instead of, instead of trying to do it cold or whatever, or, mm-hmm. or instead of trying to tell him that, Hey, I develop artists and, and I do all this stuff. And, and therefore and I have a vested interest something. in you working with this guy. It sounds like you're helping me out. Versus, yeah. You know, Paul Taylor mentions it to Wagner, then he respects Paul and it sounds yeah. like, Oh, it could be something that could, Michael would enjoy. So there's value there for him. Yeah. And in that regard, if you remember, I said I was like one degree of separation from Michael on Mm -hmm. with a number of people. Right. Yeah. So that was, of course, intentionally part of the way I was directing the narrative on that first conversation was we Mm -hmm. got a lot of mutual friends, Michael. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I love her. I love him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were great. You know, and then we're just going back and forth and telling stories and we're becoming friends on the phone, you know. And and, uh, but that was so it was a chess move, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I crafted, I couldn't have crafted that any better, but I don't say so myself, man. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> and now I've done two projects with Michael mm-hmm. um, where, you know, where, where we've been able to work that closely together. So, but that's the power of the recommendation. Yes. Right? So, so I think like a tool that you could take from this is 
when you're trying to get to some, sometimes you don't know the person that you want to get to. Right. But maybe you know a person who knows the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the LinkedIn thing, only in real life, and it works yeah. better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like for me with Chad and Major Bob, I didn't know who's going to pick up the phone and call. I didn't know his Rolodex. Yeah. You know, but he, he was connecting the dots going, here's a writer here that I, I like him and I like his, his music and he, he's in a place I think he's, he's ready for something. And now who do I know that's looking for that? Because, you know, he's like, oh, I can solve a problem for Brent across the desk from me and I can solve a problem for Major Bob who's looking. Ah, <gasps> oh, you know. And I can put it together and he made the recommendation. I, I didn't even go in there. I didn't know. to right. go, Hey, can you hook me with major Bob or somebody's like, here's, here's my goals and here's some of my music. What do you think? And boom, recommendation. And so let, uh, let me ask you a question. What was the difference in time? What was the time difference between when you submitted that material to major Bob cold and to mm-hmm. when Chad made the phone call? <clears throat> Man, maybe like a month. Okay. So it was close. Yeah, it was close. So probably the same songs on the comp. It just, mm-hmm. I think I sent to Major Bob when there's during a time when Alan had cut Monday morning church, but they, they wanted to keep that kind of hush hush mm-hmm. until Alan presented the, the project to the label. So he could, have, you know, hey, here's the songs, here's everything. Boom. Without word getting around about what all he'd cut. So, um, yeah. So try sitting on that as a new writer with your first cut on it. You're like, I'm really awesome. Part. And I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, so it was probably during that time, I think, uh, like okay. summer of 2004. Two, two and four. then um, then shortly after that, you know, no response from Major Bob. Then word starts getting out. I have my meeting with Chad. Yeah, that was part of his recommendations. I had something going on. But even if I hadn't had that going on, I would have got a, a listen. I would have gotten a fair listen because – Someone in a position like a chat or anyone at ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC, or any of these other places, they can't recommend everything that comes through their door. Because that kills their credibility. Most stuff is not ready. And so they don't recommend everything because people will stop listening. Right. And part of their value in the community is connections and and credibility, right? Street cred. They recommend every schmuck that walks through just because they don't want to feel bad about saying, you know, about not recommending them, then they cut themselves off at the knees. That's right. So Mike would have said, okay, Chad doesn't recommend everything. I, I like his ears and I respect him. I'm going to give this a listen. So yeah. even if I didn't have the Allen thing going on, they still would have, it would have taken me a step that I didn't get to before. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and through that recommendation, again, you're not so much of an imposter, right? Like, no, like it, it's, it's invited much, in. Yeah, exactly. Like a vampire. Um, a pro, exactly. No, exactly. Now you can't believe unless you stab me in the heart. So or drop me. Um. So yeah, and so that's important. I mean, there's, gosh, there's another one. Um, with with Chad. I mean, and at this point, this is years later. Chad's a music publisher, and he recommended I write with an unsigned uh, singer songwriter from Georgia named Jason Wilkes. Mm. So Jason had since gone on to sign, you know, a publishing deal with Dan Hodges had a successful run on NBC's The Voice. And, uh, you know, I have a co-write on his EP that just dropped, you know, not too long ago called Jealous of the Night. And, you know, it's on his EP and, you know, he's shopping around and doing the deal. And and I didn't know about Wilkes, you know. Right. I had my own stuff going on, but I was looking for a certain type of co-write. And, and Chad said, hey, you, you should check this guy out. <clears throat> and so the publishing deal and The Voice and all that stuff came after. Right. So thanks again, Chad. Yep. You know, so it's just, it's just another example of 
you get relationships by recommendations. And, you know, so a lot of people go, okay, well, how do I start doing that? How do I start getting songs heard? And often I say, you know, you got to get your songs in the pipeline and you got to get yourself in the pipeline. There are a few places you can drop in the pipeline, right? So to start getting some recommendations, start getting some relationships if you have the goods. So one place is your PRO, ASCAP, CSAC, BMI, or wherever they are in your country, wherever you're listening. Mm-hmm. Those tend to be a little more open, not totally easy to get into just because of the numbers. It's hard to get a meeting because they only have so much time. But if you can do that, get a meeting. If you, if you have the goods, you'll start making a fan. And then they may recommend you to some other writers they're working with that are on the mm-hmm. way up. They may be able to pick up the phone and call a publisher. Don't expect it, right? Most of the time, they, they're not going to do it. They got to be real selective. But yeah. there are ways to start getting <clears throat> the pipeline and start building some relationships. Another good place is NSAI. You know, they have opportunities for you to connect with pros, uh, songwriting pro. You know, I, I do a play for uh, publisher event. Yeah. Each quarter, pretty much. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you have the goods and you're one of the ones, I'll connect you with the publisher guests. And I've had people that have gone on to, you know, have multiple meetings with publishers and, and they're climbing that ladder and making new relationships based on the recommendation. Because basically when I do that, I'm recommending this writer and the song to this publisher. I'm acting as a go-between. I'm acting as the, um, you know, I'm curating all yeah. these songs and songwriters that come in and go, hey, here are the 10 that I think would interest you. Yeah. You have the best chance of interesting you. And so they listen because I've curated that and I bring them good stuff. And then if they connect with it, they often, you know, have gone on to continue that relationship. And yeah. so that's another way to get in the pipeline. Uh, we have events like, you know, Know the Row, Know the Pro over at Freddie and Songwriting Pro that happen every once in a while. It's a chance to get some FaceTime with a, with a pro in the business. And so there's some ways to do that. Um, you know, songwriting workshops, going to live events, you know, like the Climb Conference we had earlier, well, at this point last year, yeah, where, you know, we were there with Chris Oglesby and, and Shelby Kennedy. And, you know, it's a chance to, to meet somebody, start getting the connection. Maybe you get a recommendation out of that. Maybe they know somebody, you know, that kind of stuff. You just got to be patient with it. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. You can't walk in expecting a recommendation right off the bat with somebody. But, and, and, but, but be thinking about it. Like, how can we make this happen? You know? And I think, um, you know, when you're showing up to that first point of entry into the mm-hmm. pipeline, like make sure you sound professional. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, have some kind of decent recordings of your mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Um, have, uh, you know, if you've got some co-writes going that maybe somebody else who is recognizable, right. Who, mm-hmm. who they might yeah. know. I mean, doesn't have to be famous, but maybe it's like a, Hey, I've done this or done that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, ways to, to stack the deck towards moving to, to, to be able to get a, a recommendation. I mean, if you've gotten cuts from a local artist, mm-hmm. that are, you know, I, I, that just states somebody else liked your music yeah. enough to cut it in a different box. Yeah. Category. Yeah. Like this is what I want to do my whole life. It's like, I'm doing it with or without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, want to get on board? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, this very silently kind of says that, and you can generate a recommendation that way a little bit quicker. So, you know, don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would be out on the scene if I was a writer locally, like wherever, yeah. wherever you're at, you know, like I would be there and, and, you know, who's all the people that are writing and, you know, make sure you're in front of their faces and creating relationships there and, you know, mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, so many co-writes have come from co-writer recommendation. Hey, you should write with so-and-so. Or, hey, yeah. you know, maybe they know the artist or someone and they call me up and want to bring me in. Yeah. Hey, you should write with so-and-so. So I got recommended into a room with an artist or with somebody else, that sort of thing. That, you know, that's a recommendation that's huge as well. And you do that by being professional, showing up, doing good work, yeah. being nice, being a good hang. And then you can get recommended into some of those. But if you're a jerk and you're looking past people, there's yeah. a bigger fish in the room. That's going to short circuit a lot of that. And I just want to talk about as we, as we close up, there are a couple of reasons. I think a couple of broad categories that someone, um, why someone might rec- make a recommendation either to you or for you, you know, the first broad category is they want to help themselves. So if a co-writer brings you in to write with an artist because they know you'll kill it and you do kill it, who comes out looking good? That co-writer. The co-writer who hooked you up, right? Because <laughs> he's a hero, right? Or she's a hero. He or she gets to be the one who made it all happen. Plus mm-hmm. that your co-writer benefits from being part of a better song. So, and that also strengthens that co-writer's tie with the artist. Like, hey, you brought in so-and-so. Now you're kind of the link to that between that artist and that writer. And it just, it adds your value and your, your leverage. Can, can I stop you right there for a yeah. second? So in that situation, this is where you publicly call that out. You know, like it, it means everything in the world, but this is a social grace that mm-hmm. means the world, right? When that person does that hookup, brings you into a co-write with an artist that you don't know and it works out and you got a killer song. Well, that's where in front of the artist, you want to praise the co-writer and mm-hmm. say, thank you. Like, I, I'm so grateful you brought me into this because this worked out really well. I had a great time writing with you and it's all because of you. So thank yeah. you so much. And then, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're number one, you're thanking the person that did the gesture, but number two, you're making that person look really good in front of that artist, which is what they're doing it for. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> to try to yeah. Help themselves. And so, uh, you, you know, that, that's just a moment that you want to take and do it publicly. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause it, it, you look humble, you look grateful and those are attractive qualities. Right. So you make, exactly. make you look even better to the artist. Yeah. You know, not like they're lucky to be in the room with you. you know, yeah. We'll play that game. Um, so also like if a publisher hooks you up to write with a pro it's because, you know, the publisher hopes that you either already have the goods or that publisher can help you develop the goods. Why? So that publisher can publish your hits and make, and make money off you. Yeah. That's why, you know, um, your relationships are definitely not going to hook you up if they think you'll make them look bad to their friends or to their bosses. You know, why should they do that? Even if you're friends and that person wants to help you, what's the point? If you don't have the skills or the personality to take advantage of the opportunity, you might feel good in the moment, but all you're really going to accomplish is wasting someone's time and hurting your rep- reputation. You know, yeah. to recommend somebody that's not ready to get them in a room where they drown because they're over their head, it doesn't help your friend and it sure doesn't help you. So usually people will make recommendations to you or for you based on self-interest. They know it's going to come back around and help them. That's right. The other reason may be to help someone else. So maybe your contact will hook people up or pass along some song with little or no self-interest. Maybe they think you'll be a great co-writing team or just good friends, or he knows that artist X needs a hit and believes your song is it. So he passes it along. So that's, that's awesome too. And they still come out looking like a hero, right? Yep. Uh, your contact may not have any direct financial stake in the re- recommendation, but uh, you know, they still benefit from the goodwill, the hero status that making a great recommendation comes with. Mm-hmm. And so they help other people without like a direct really monetary benefit or anything to them. So, um, and man, us, you know, we talk about on the song title challenge, just invite us to the number one party. 
We yeah. like hero status. <laughs> we like to help people. We're not above that at all. Like, not at all. <laughs> I, I, even, even if they don't have drinks there, I'll show up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be cool. Just look cool. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, just, I just climbers. I, I just want you all to think about that. That you know, sometimes before the relationship comes a recommendation. Yeah. And if you think strategically about that, okay. And and not again, not lead with the hi. Who are you going to recommend me to? Yeah. Start with the relationship, be professional. Hopefully you got the goods. If that works, that can lead to recommendations, but be aware of it. Like, Hey, do you know someone I'd be a good hang with or a good writer with, or some of part of your goals. Like you said, when you sat down with Chad, you talked about your goals and here's what I'm trying to do. Well, one of the things I'm trying to do is a publishing deal is a publishing deal and meet some other writers, you know, and, and, and meet some other people that could, that, that, you know, I could add some value to, Mm-hmm. If you think I'm, if you think I'm worthy, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just, even when you know you are, or maybe you're not sure. Yeah. It's still you, their opinion. You're putting it on them. Yeah. 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 It's going to be their opinion. That's going to make the decision. So if you meant, if you feel like this is cool enough, like anybody else, you know, that'd be one of my goals is just to try to find some people who believe in what I'm doing enough to, to, to connect me with some other people so that I can yeah. get some more co-writes in there. I just want to work. You know, that's right. Want to write. I mean, that's what they want to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Heck yeah. And, uh, you know, just closing up uh, for listening, I got a little gift for you. There you go. Yeah. I have a free ebook. It's called think like a pro songwriter and it involves stuff like this in there that I've just picked up through my years of, of being a pro writer and being in and around the music business. And it's my gift to you. You can go to gift from Brent com. You can check it out. You can uh, just tell me where to email it and I email you access to it so you can download it and, and uh, hopefully it'll help you on your journey. And if you like it, you can share that link with a friend and be a hero to them. Make a recommendation that's going to help them on their journey and you could be a little bit of a hero too, which is not a bad thing. But giftfrombrent.com. There you go. All right, guys. Well, once again, uh, join the climb community. If you haven't done so already, there's lots of amazing stuff going on there. Uh, be good boys and girls, um, or we will roadhouse you subscribe to the podcast so that every episode comes down in order into your podcast player. Uh, take five seconds, 20 seconds, leave a five star rating review, let other people know what you think about the show. And then finally, uh, the best compliment that you could give Brent and I would be to share it and, mm-hmm. uh, either you know, tell a friend and give a recommendation. Hello. There we go. <laughs> say, <laughs> we're straight up asking you, like if you're yeah. enjoying this, recommend us to a friend and, and do it on social media too, because I, that's why we ask because we're like, Hey, if you're listening to this, you know, if you listened all the way through to the end, you must've found some value in it. And uh, we'd certainly appreciate your recommendation. It helps, you know, tell a friend that, you know, like, Hey, these guys are legit, man. Check them out. That means the world to us. So right. um, this podcast exists because we want you to win guys so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.